0: to transform our schools so that every child thrives. Here's your host, Dr. Berry.
1: Hey there, Equity Warriors. Welcome to our summer professional learning series and thanks for tuning in. This is the sixth of our 10 special episodes designed to support you, whether you're a parent, caregiver, educator, leader, or supporter in your local schools. And as always, I know if you're listening to me, but not seeing the PowerPoint, you're on an audio channel. And just a quick reminder, the sessions are published on YouTube with the video or the PowerPoint presentation, handouts and resources are there as well. So if you're not a subscriber on the YouTube channel, look down in the notes for the link so that you can watch the professional learning session as designed. Today's topic is the second of our three episodes developed especially for school leaders and those consultants who provide professional learning services to them, but I always know that others in the audience may learn from what I'll share today, and I have to share that I've never met a school leader who didn't want to create a culture of equity in their schools at least not one who would admit it. But I've also never met one that hasn't been challenged to create some of all of their vision. So this episode is for those leaders looking for ways to not just recruit, but to retain teachers of color. And I often find that educators, parents, caregivers, and even the broader school community in this environment, they don't understand why it's important to have a faculty that mirrors the demographic of the student population. And while, yes, this session was developed with leadership in mind, I want the broader community to benefit from understanding your why. Why do you as a leader need to make your schools better for teachers of color, particularly black and brown educators? Well, Let's dig in. There is a handout for this session. If you haven't already downloaded it, look down in the notes for the link, press pause, download, print, and then come right on back. All right, through the work in today's micro session, you'll come to understand the importance of supporting black and brown teachers to recognize and address ways that teachers of color are singled out in school systems. You'll learn some strategies for retaining your teachers of color and implement actionable steps to foster an inclusive environment. My goal for you is to embrace the power of representation, to overcome any retention challenges you might have, and to implement some retention strategies. Our focus is on retention. Why is it important to keep the teachers of color that you have? So as a thought experiment, I'd like you to think about a regular school day. Close your eyes if it's safe to do so. And then think about your day from a particular lens. It's going to be a lens of racial diversity. So I want you to think about from the time you get up in the morning until you go back to bed at night. Who do you see? What's their racial identity? Is it the same as yours? Who provides supervision and guidance to you? Do you share racial or ethnic identities? To whom do you provide support and guidance? How often are you the only person of your racial identity in the room? And how often are the positive images reflective of your race when you look at school achievement data, school disciplinary data? What about the negative images? Was someone you met for the first time surprised to find out your racial identity? Did anyone of another race ask today if they could invade your personal space, whether it's touch your hair or do something else personally invasive without asking? And did you hear derogatory remarks about people of your race being disciplinary problems or unable to achieve academically? Now, here's another view. What if none of the members of your faculty are of your race? All of your supervisors are of of another race. If in meeting after meeting, PD after PD, you're the only person of your race in the room. What if you're asked, To give the opinion or insight into the mindset of every person of your race, repeatedly. What if school achievement and disciplinary data of people of your racial identity are disproportionately negative? What if new people that you meet are shocked to find out your racial identity? And what if faculty members of other races ask to invade your personal space or just do it all the time without asking? What if you hear other faculty members complaining about students of your race being disciplinary problems and unable to achieve academically? I know for some of you, that is your daily experience. For those of you who have difficulty imagining that, imagine being a person whose lived experiences is that every day, day after day, year after year. Now let's open your eyes. And what did you see? If you're doing podcast study, pause, talk to the group. What did you see? If you're on your own, take a moment to reflect and journal on what you saw. And in either instance, where did you feel comfort? Where did you feel discomfort? And keep in mind that impartiality or who has representation is the third equity indicator. There's a note about that on your handout. Come back when you're finished. All right. I hope you had a wonderful discussion and enlightening discussion. So keep that thought experiment in mind and go back to when you felt the most discomfort and imagine that feeling, having that feeling every single day. You see, teachers of color in majority white spaces, and FYI, for those of you who don't know the number, 79% of all public K-12 teachers are white, while only 45% of our K-12 public education students are white. So there is disproportionality there. Our teachers of color feel isolation, a lack of support. There are cultural barriers and misconceptions, and there's racial bias and discrimination. So part of the role of leadership is to identify the problem. We start by recognizing those biases and stereotypes, understanding unconscious bias and its impact is huge. You have to identify what harmful stereotypes are going around your school that affect your teachers of color, and you need to promote self-awareness and empathy in interactions. Secondly, you want to address microaggressions and discrimination, that is combating ACE subtle enemy that sometimes is not so subtle. Everyone on your team needs to understand what microaggressions are and how harmful they are. So professional development should be provided where you get some tools and strategies to counteract those microaggressions and to counteract discrimination, and then empower your teachers to respond effectively and assertively. And then number three, you need to create safe spaces for teachers of color to share their experiences. Giving them voice and empowering their voices, cultivating a culture of open dialogue and vulnerability. And that means creating psychological safety first and foremost, and encourage the sharing of personal stories and challenges. Give some support, some understanding, and some validation. And that's not easy to do. It's going to take some time. But if you want to keep those teachers of color, if you want to get good, new, good teachers of color. These are things that have to happen for them to have comfort and a desire to continue to work in your system. Representation is huge. Again, that third equity indicator, there is a tremendous power of representation in education because it fosters positive self-images in students of color to see teachers who look like them and to see leaders who look like them. So, Part of that also provides or encourages our learners to engage in their instruction and to be successful academically because it helps to break some stereotypes and it promotes diverse perspectives. We know from research in the classrooms of teachers of color that students are less likely to be perceived as inattentive. They are more likely to be held to high academic expectations by teachers that look like them. They have higher rates of attendance. They are less likely to be perceived as disciplinary challenges, and they have lower rates of suspension when they have teachers that are representative of their race and ethnicity. You see, having teachers of color, is it's just good for students, particularly students of color, but white students as well. Research informs us that white students fare no worse by having teachers of color. And we know that students of all races report some socio-emotional benefits, as well as just feeling more challenged academically in the classrooms of their teachers of color. So let's take a look at some strategies to help you keep the teachers of color that you have. Strategy number one is mentorship. You want to pair. Well, first, mentorship fuels professional growth of teachers of color, having someone to talk to. So you need to pair your teachers of color with experienced mentors for guidance. If you have experienced mentor teachers of color, that's even better. But an experienced mentor who is committed to that, to the work of retention works just fine. You also want to offer some tailored professional development opportunities for your teachers of color and Foster a culture of continuous learning. And that is not just for your teachers of color, but for all teachers, because all teachers need to understand the importance of retaining those teachers of color that you have. Strategy number two is about compensation and benefits. We want to invest in the future of our teachers of color. Now, this depends a lot on your system. I realize that we do not, or you do not always have control over all this, but where you do have control. Number one, conduct regular salary reviews and adjustments. Number two, you want to offer an attractive benefits package. Hopefully I've got some HR folks listening. And number three, you want to provide resources and opportunities for career advancement. They may come in as teachers, but may not want to be teachers forever. So If you want to also grow your leadership pipeline with leaders of color, they need to see what resources and opportunities there are for them to advance within your systems. Strategy number three is a supportive and inclusive environment. You want to cultivate a thriving community by prioritizing diversity and inclusion initiatives, encouraging open dialogue and celebrating cultural differences, and then establishing a strong support system and networks for your teachers of color. Now, I'm going to point you back to episode 51, which is about empowering schools if you want information on that. Dr. Angela Davis said, you have to act as if it were possible to radically transform the world, and you have to do it all the time. So, let's prep for retention. If you're working with a group doing podcast study, you're going to discuss these questions. If you're working solo, just take a moment to reflect on each and journal. Number one, what anecdotal exemplars do I have of the impact of racial representation on academics, discipline, and teacher success? Now that's within your system. What have you just seen anecdotally? Number two, what do I currently have in place to support my teachers of color? Number three, what does my school look like from a cultural inclusion standpoint? And number four, what can I do this year to support and retain my teachers of color? Now, these also appear in your handout along with a strategies plan activity. That's going to take you a few minutes. So pause the podcast and then come on back when you're ready. Again, I want you to go back to the thought experiment. But this time, I want you to think about when you felt the most comfort. To retain teachers of color, you have to both build trust and create community, and this will help to strengthen relationships and foster a unified environment for your teachers of color. There's tremendous power in trust. It boosts job satisfaction, commitment, it enhances collaboration and and innovation, and it increases overall organizational effectiveness. And when leaders create a sense of belonging... They cultivate a vibrant and inclusive community that promotes mental and emotional well-being. And if you have not seen the numbers on educator, public school teachers especially, but principals as well, on how much more quickly they are leaving the profession, on the mental health issues that are plaguing them, take a look at that information. It's critical that you have the sense of belonging to support mental and emotional well-being among all of your staff, but your teachers of color in particular. When you have that sense of belonging, it also encourages open dialogue and shared experiences, and it builds resilience. And once again, you create that supportive network. That does sound like a great place to work every day, right? So let's look at three strategies to do just this. Strategy number one, is communication and feedback, open communication and feedback. You want to have conversations that matter, not just talk. Conversations that matter. That means establishing channels for honest, constructive dialogue, empowering your teachers to voice their concerns and share their ideas, and recognizing and valuing diverse opinions and experiences. In establishing that sort of safe space, a psychologically safe space, one thing that, that has to happen when we're creating an opportunity or an environment where folks can challenge ideas is for leaders to speak last. That doesn't mean you don't put policy out. That doesn't mean that you don't have expectations. And it doesn't mean you don't have goals, particularly smart goals. But that people will feel safer voicing their opinions if you are the last to voice yours. All right, strategy number two is to celebrate diversity and acknowledge cultural differences. Embrace that which makes us unique. So organize some cultural events and celebrations more than just about food but recognizing all of the various holidays that are among the diverse members of your team. Encourage some sharing of personal stories and experiences and provide ongoing training and education on diversity and inclusion. And a third strategy is about developing collaboration and teamwork. You want to unite all of your staff towards a common goal. So foster a culture of cooperative problem solving create some opportunities for cross-functional collaboration. Teachers don't always need to just talk with teachers. There are other professionals in your system that the conversations will benefit both sides by having those conversations. And then of course, encouraging that peer mentoring and resource sharing. Now, if you need help developing SMART goals that are focused on equity, just send us an email and ask about my SMART goals setting workshop. All right. Your turn to work on strategy and plan in your handout, just like before. Pause and come back when you're ready. All right. hope you have a plan developing on paper now and you're having some good conversation in your podcast study groups. Let's look at moving beyond what has been sort of the trend, and that is book clubs and affinity groups. If we're going to a- Effect change. We've got to move beyond that. I'm not saying to stop those. Those are an excellent place to begin. And you need to have those affinity groups in place. That is part of that mentorship. That is part of that networking. It's part of that connecting and shared experiences piece. But you need to go bigger. Embrace some bold, impactful diversity initiatives. So start by understanding the shortcomings and limitations of traditional diversity initiatives. When we are not bold, when we do not go bigger, when we stop with just book clubs and maybe that you've allowed or established affinity groups, it can lead to tokenism, this surface level understanding of what diversity is. And a lot of times these types of initiatives aren't sustainable or the initiatives, the activities are sustainable, but the impact on school culture is not. And you tend to create this false sense of progress and inclusivity because you—it's—it's it's like a checkmark item, right? Well, we have book clubs, we have affinity groups, we're doing diversity, yeah. And then we want to get to transformative change. Be the change implement meaningful and lasting transformation by pursuing systemic change and challenging the status quo. You want to be authentic, have some genuine engagement and a true commitment to diversity. And that means there's accountability that You get the community can hold you accountable and you all can hold yourselves accountable for promoting that inclusivity. So let's take a look at our final three strategies to get there. Strategy number one, you want to have some ongoing conversations about race and equity. Keep the dialogue alive. This is not easy. And there are protocols for having these types of conversations. It's a workshop that I give as well. If you're interested, just give us, shoot us an email. Now, previously, I told you to establish channels for honest, constructive dialogue. Here, you need to establish regular discussions on race and equity topics. The tough stuff. You have to talk about the tough stuff. Number two, you have to encourage reflection and self-assessment. Take a look at what you're doing. And if you're not sure, matter of fact, the next episode, Leaders, is on a matrix that gives you a self-assessment for that. And then number three, you want to promote empathy and understanding through some shared experiences. None of this, though, is possible without first building trust and building psychological safety. Strategy number two is to ensure diversity in your leadership roles. Representation matters at every single level. Now, what this looks like depends very much on your role in your school or district. Principals, this may just be having more inclusivity, more diversity um, in your committees, in your department chairships, or in your PLC leadership. If we're talking, if it's, if you're a central office administrator or a superintendent, you have tremendous span of control. But whatever your span of control is, you want to make sure that you actively recruit and develop leaders of color. You want to provide mentorship and growth opportunities. I can't say that enough. And you want to foster an inclusive leadership culture. You can't keep a good old boys club in leadership and say that you're fostering inclusivity. And our third strategy is to develop policies and practices that prioritize equity. You want to embed inclusivity in the foundation of everything that you do. So take a look at your current policies through an equity lens, review those and update them so that they do reflect a lens of equity, a mission towards equity and inclusivity. You want to implement practices that actively promote diversity and inclusion, and you want to keep a look, monitor your progress, and continuously adapt to evolving needs. Nothing stays the same forever. Your student demographics may shift. Your teacher demographics may shift. You may need to adjust your goals, but you can't do that if you're not looking at where you are, where you're going, and making adaptations as you go. One last time to work on strategy and plan in your handout, but hang on because we're almost over, almost through the session. So in this workshop, you got some tools and information to help you understand the importance of supporting black and brown teachers, recognize and address ways that teachers of color are singled down in schools, Learn and leverage some strategies for retaining teachers of color and implementing actionable steps to foster an inclusive environment. Again, my goal was for you to come to embrace that power of representation, that third equity indicator, and overcome some of your retention challenges, as well as implementing some retention strategies. Again, if you'd like to go deeper into this type of work for your organization, just shoot us an email info at alberryinc.com. It's in your handout. Remember, you've got that one last strategy plan to do, but thanks so much for joining me today. Again, I hope you've got some new tools and strategies for cultivating inclusion for diverse educators. Continue to join me every week. Send your questions, topics, and requests to askdrberry.com, and I will answer your questions and bring you experts to help address those topics. Now, like, share, subscribe, turn on notifications, and as always, don't worry about the things you cannot change change the things you can no longer accept. And I'll see you next time.
0: That's it for today's episode of the 3E Podcast. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in a grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Dr. Berry herself. Be sure to head over to 3epodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Dr. Barry's Gift. Then join us on the next episode.